better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to Martin. And welcome to episode 272 of Bloods R Us. I don't know why, but something like I feel like I'm coming in a little bit quiet or like I position the mic in a way that I don't normally do it, so it's coming up a bit weird on the um the audacity, but it is yeah. what it is. Um welcome everybody. Uh, again, another brand new episode. We're 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 still maintaining a certain level of consistency, which is quite nice to be seeing. Um, mm-hmm. long may it continue um, yeah um, nothing too eventful happened in my personal life um, so no yeah. one cares about your personal life I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking yeah, no, no, nah, no real dramas there and um, all that looking forward to going up against you again uh, you know Kent Exiles versus um, uh, London Blitz yeah I'm looking forward so, to yeah. that as well because obviously I missed the first game so yes, um, you that's, did. that's gonna that's gonna be interesting uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like cutting my teeth against some of the best teams in the country, so it's been really entertaining. Stressful at times, but um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. I'm still enjoying my football coaching, and um, yeah. All right, I'm not gonna waste too much time. I want to get us a, a bit bish bash boshing out of here. Uh, a little bit more things to talk about that we did last week. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna you know let you know what we've been watching and giving you our reviews and ratings. Um, just so that if you're here for the very first time, we at Blurs R Us have a very unique rating system. We call it the chicken rating system. If we think something is absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece, and with the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Now, I want to quickly just touch upon um, something that Martin covered on the last episode because um, I didn't know he was watching it. I didn't even know it was out. Um, I watched the 2023 Peter Pan. Um, all right. I didn't hate as much as you did, but I will caveat that with, I think maybe because you gave me the heads up on some of the, and I'm doing air quotation marks, uh, the woke stuff, it didn't bother me as much. So if I maybe had gone into it blind, I might have been not necessarily triggered, but um, it might have annoyed me a little bit more, but I didn't mind mm-hmm. it as much. Um, I thought the child actors were really good. Um, again, Echoing just what I just said, like they didn't because I knew how much they were gonna like focus on Wendy going in, it didn't annoy mm-hmm. me as much. Um so overall I'll give it a core chicken. Um it wasn't for me anyway, bones in it. Like I think this is something that if you had young kids, you know, you kinda of wanted to introduce them into like the next generation of Disney storytellers with a live action pee pan, they might have enjoyed it. What I yeah, will do, I what I will do this week is I'm gonna watch the original and see how it compares and see how like whether if like all my nostalgia glasses are like I really enjoy the cartoon or when I go back to it, um, Peter Pan is not as great as I once remembered. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be the case, but I'm gonna go and do that. So um, yeah, but I, I guess I should all thank you for the heads up. So maybe it didn't really, you know, triggers me as much as it potentially could have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah uh, one of the next things I watched uh, was Mulligan on Netflix um, now I'm not going to lie to you after yep. I watched the first episode I was like what the fuck is this like I was ready to give it bones I didn't really want to watch another episode but like I stuck through it and by the end of it yeah again it wasn't great yeah I'll give it a core chicken um, because the reason why I stuck with it is because like stuff like Paradise PD and all those spinoffs from that studio that the person that created that they yeah. all started off really badly 
like Chicago party on uh, what was that space one they did? They did like a, a space version of that as well. They all started poorly, and I didn't like them. But by the end of them, the characters grew on me, and they got up to maybe like a half chicken. This one, cool chicken at best. Now, what's mad here is that the cast for this is pretty decent. It's got Nat, Nat yeah. Faxon as Matty Mulligan, Chrissy Teague as Lucy Swan, uh, Dana Carvey as Senator Cartwright, Tina Fey as Dr. Farrah Braun, Phil Lamar as Axatrack, the alien, Ronnie Chiang as Johnny Zhao, Sam Richardson as C- C- Simon Pirelli, Pir- Simon Pirelli? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, snap, Daniel Radcliffe. Wait, did Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, you had, to, you had to read that twice, didn't you? Yeah, I had to make sure. Wait. Yeah, he's the, he's the inverted commas, Prince of uh, England. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's that, that, that English guy, the blonde English Jeremy guy. Fitzhog. Oh, snap. Uh, Kevin Michael Richards as Todd 209. That was a funny character. And Ayo Edibri as General Scar Pexio. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, like, Again, initially I was like, anyone that likes this is a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it did grow on me. Um, some of the jokes really worked, some of the jokes didn't. It got a couple of smiles, it got a couple of chuckles, and because of that, it gets a core chicken. Uh what did you think of this and how would you rate it? Um, I rate a quarter chicken. Um for me, some I don't maybe maybe it's just a studio. Um, because it feels like most things that come out of the studio I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, Paradise PD, for example, something that ended that ended up growing on me. Um, because I think I got used to how outrageous it was. But everything that comes and goes is like a hit and miss of uh, oh, first and foremost, like a like um a, a South Park esque type of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Obviously, it's uh, it, it so I don't know what I don't know what, what, what is criticized by focuses on sort of like real life events, people, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then it's a bit of a hit and miss. Sometimes things like this really work from the studio, other times they really don't. And, and you know, like you've just said, Nana, your, your, your feeling or your sentiments are of that as well. Some jokes really worked, some didn't, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, for me, I, I did I did like a bit of what they what they were talking about. Um, um, I can't remember the character's name. He is the vice president. Is it Senator Cartwright Sen- Lamar? Sen- Senator Cartwright Lamar. Yeah. Right. So he was, you know, a typical politician. But it's it's one of those where it sort of gives you an insight into like how real politicians are like in a sense where. Um, there's always some sort of agenda to enrich themselves. Yeah. So, well, particularly, well, this is specifically about uh, about um, uh, Senator Cartwright Lamar, but it's a bit of a reflection on it where you look at uh, people in politics. Um, you know, self-interested at times, um, able to sort of use people, use the people's, I guess, will in the vertical against against the the um president or whoever mm-hmm. is in charge, that kind of thing. So it's all a bit of that. I thought that I thought that was that was again a reflection of real life. Um then you had Chrissy Teigen's character, Lucy Swan, who again means well and that. Um but she is also um uh oh what's what they call is a beauty pageant uh winner. Yeah. Or, or Miss or Miss America, so Miss World winner. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to, uh, you know, take away anything away from the character. But um, overall, I, mean, I, I, th- I think overall the characters sort of worked well in a sense. Um, you know, for example, Matty is someone who is just like a, a typical average guy, just an average guy, uh, mm-hmm. someone who typically doesn't really deal with politics or anything like that. It's everything's like a popularity contest with him. He ends up saving. I guess the America or that part of America. So, you know, he's now become the leader of the human race. Um, and it's sort of like, he doesn't really know what to do because he like, yes, he's, he's saved the world and stuff like that, but he doesn't know what the next steps are. He's so confused. Whereas, uh, Lucy Sawan is someone who has an idea of what it is that, uh, that she wants to do. So for her, it's cutting down on, um, on I guess um like pollution, um trying to lead 
or trying to make try to make I think the world more equal. Um, and in saying that, um, the scientist, I think her name is Farah Bron. Mm -hmm. She is someone who's very much um, a, a feminist in the sense that she wants things to be equal. She realizes that you know um, the world's gone to crap, um, but with it means brings with you opportunities. So things like how um, there's a gender imbalance. Um, she she knows straight away that it doesn't need to be the case anymore because we can literally start from scratch and it's still in people right then then that this is how this is how things move on from here how things move forward mm. um i like her character as well because she's a scientist i like her i, I do like her character in the sense that um she's always trying trying to improve on things um very um methodical but also she's she's a mum and she's very much human yeah. uh you know she gets jealous when matty for example tries to um or plays plays baseball for sons of this kind and that kind of thing so um all of that it just you know it sometimes it works sometimes it, it doesn't mm. um actor tracks i mean she even had a thing with actor tracks um yeah, who, where, um it became a bit like um is it the shape of water is yeah. it is it that, that the film where you had an alien aquatic species uh that falls in love with a woman yeah um so you could you could see that it was like that but then you know she then found out yeah that she was being played and um you know it's it's one of those things that um it's it's there for, it's there just for the comedic effect you know mm -hmm. what i mean and yeah. axe attracts himself as an imprisoned uh, alien um yeah he's just funny just how things are just different for him for example when um he started eating a pile of crap for example um I thought that was funny because, of course, he's an alien. I mean, like literally, one man's trash is another man's treasure. He, like, he absolutely loved eating crap, so there yeah. is that. Um, but it's also very insightful at times as well um, when he talks about um, um, like just human comedy, um, slapstick comedy, for example, or um, you know, like you know, like cheesy jokes. But he absolutely finds it hilarious because of how simple they are. Yeah. Um, that that that's sort of his character very easily entertained at times with human with human uh cultures and you know interactions but um yeah all of that wasn't enough for me to give it anything higher than uh than uh, uh quarter chicken yeah, no, that's uh, yeah a lot more a lot more could have been done i think or maybe i mean maybe if it was presented in a different way something's presented in a different way um it would um increase in uh entertainment value for me but uh it, it didn't no, that's cool. Um, so the next film I want to talk about, I think only I've watched, uh, is Air, which is currently cinema but also available on Amazon Prime already. Um, this is a film starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, Chris Messina, Chris Tucker, and Viola Davis. Um, this is basically the story of how Air Jordan became Air Jordan. Oh right, I okay. I like the trailer of this, so I was keen to uh, see it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but uh, you know, hopefully, if you um, if you're reviewing it, so I'll uh, be free to watch it. I'm gonna give you a very strong free piece. Um, with films like this, where you kind of already know how the story's gonna end, it's a little bit hard for them to build tension. Um, I hope it's like uh, what you call it, historically accurate um to what really happened i know very very vaguely of you know michael jordan sign with nike um but i like how they did it how they you know it was the first ever like sports star to like get a full endorsement where they owned a, a share of the profits um i liked you know how they presented the argument um it was a shame that the person that like created a logo passed away just before the film was announced because i think he features it in enough to like you know give him his flowers for helping in that process of making you know michael jordan air jordan's like the one of the greatest selling uh, trainers ever and um mm -hmm. yeah man i i thoroughly enjoyed it um considering you know it wasn't like an action movie like there wasn't really a lot of stakes because you knew the outcome um Every, everyone as far as I know portrayed their character fantastically and we all know this Viola Davis is just a fantastic actor like she is an absolutely beast like mm. 
every role that she is given, you don't see Viola Davis in it. You just you just see the character she's portraying, and she's just done a, a, an absolutely amazing job of it, man. Uh, so yeah, it gets a, it gets a solid three piece for me. Um, next up, you haven't seen this one again, so Fast X. I want to touch upon it very briefly. As yep. an action junkie, I loved Fast X, man. It gets a whole chicken from me. Like, long gone are the days, yeah, where Fast and Furious was meant to be taken seriously. It is now literally a stupid action film with a limited plot, yeah, but the action, the car chases, the stunts, everything about it is fantastic. Um, the throwbacks to some of the other films, fantastic. Um, Jason Momoa, oh my gosh, yeah. He plays a villain so well. He plays, yeah. like, he, he's, I wouldn't go as far as saying that he's on Joker levels, but he's, how he plays his villain is heading in that direction, if that makes sense. I see. Like, he does, like, Jokerish things, but he's not the Joker. And this movie, yeah, is just stacked in it. Obviously, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese, uh, Chris, uh, Ludacris, John Cena, Natalie Emmanuel, um, Sun Kang, Scott Eastwood is in this, uh, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa, um, Charlie Theron. Like, literally, almost anyone that's been in the fastest for his movie that's still alive is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Like, it's fucking sick. And then, you know, so originally we were told that this was going to be a one movie conclusion. And I think close to time then they said it was going to be two movies. Now the last thing that I heard that this 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 finale, this conclusion is going to stretch over three movies. All right. And um, if that's the case, sick. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, give me more. Like, I can't get enough. You'd be happy about it. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to crap on it, but yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can't get enough in it. Just just get, just give me more in it. Just give you more and more and more and more. Because it's just so fucking good. And then, um, oh, it's just such, like, it's just fun, dumb action, isn't it? Like, and again, mm-hmm. for those that that's your thing, you're going to love it. Do you know what I mean? If you've enjoyed any of the previous nine movies, yeah, this is just continuing down the line of what we've seen before. So it's, uh, it's in the exact same vein. And I absolutely love it. And like, again, I wish that this. All right, after the if if it's a free final conclusion after that, yeah, call it quits. Yeah, but if they want to give me another Hobbs and Shaw, all right, I'm down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I listen honestly. I can't wait for you to see it. Um, you may not love it as much as I did, but it's definitely for me. It's definitely worth going to check out in the cinema, man. It it was fantastic. I wish I'd maybe gone a little bit later. Mm-hmm. so that my cinema was a bit more full so like you know when like people are hyped everyone's hyped like everyone yeah. like when the funny scenes the whole like I think I went in the afternoon like one o'clock two o'clock so there wasn't that many people because it was a Friday and so people were still at work but for those that were in there they laughed at the bits but it just wasn't like a you didn't hear the whole cinema going off laughing at because there wasn't that many mm-hmm. people in there um, but yeah man loved it whole chicken can't wait for the sequel Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Way of the House of Husband season two. Uh, I give this a free piece. Um, so season one, I think was like, oh, I think it was like 12, five minute episodes with like loads of like, yeah, shorts. Very, very short. And then I think so with this season, it's I think less episodes, but like they're 15 minutes long. And okay. so in you, instead of maybe getting like two, three shorts that like you did um, in season one, you got maybe like, eight to ten shorts um again it's a very fun silly little anime where a yakuza boss is now husband house husband and it flips through putting them in different scenarios and different situations very light-hearted um yeah and it gets a solid free piece for me um next up uh yakitori soldiers of misfortune and i hope i said that right i feel like i butchered it um What's the what's the correct pronunciation? I'll pronounce it as yakitori as yakitori. well. So okay, cool, perfect. <laughs> both wrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, again. So uh, yakitori. So 
This is based off a Japanese novel series written by Carlo Zen and, and illustrated by So Bin. It began publication by Hayakawa Publishing in August 2017. And obviously, mm-hmm. Netflix claimed the rights to turn it into an anime. Um, so, this story is basically following a human team of mercenaries called Yakitori in a world where, like, animalist animalistic aliens have like created like a, a UN embassy for the for the universe. Well, not for the universe, but like for our. Like, it feels like a galaxy at least. Okay, yeah, for the galaxy at least, and um, the aliens. Well, I say aliens because obviously to us they're aliens, but they're the main um power source not power source but like they're the main people in this universe and then earth is just like one of the their colonies that they've um created a, a diplomatic relationship with because obviously the aliens are so much more advanced than earth earth couldn't really you know say no they have to like basically do as they're told and um, mm. this mercenary team have to go to a mission on a, on a on a planet where there's loads of um all the aliens there are mice aliens and basically there's a, a like a tax levy that they've got to pay and my aliens basically are like nah we don't we don't want to pay the tax so we're gonna revolt and it, it basically i wouldn't necessarily say a civil war but it's like all the aliens are trying to basically get rid of um the people from the embassy yeah, it's, it's a it's a rebellion on the on the embassy, there we go. On the that's, that's, that's the right word, rebellion. Um, I thought the animation was fun. I enjoyed the action. I thought the musical, the, like not the musical scenes, like the music that was used in some of the scenes was really good. Um, I give this a solid three piece. Uh, what did you think of this one? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I give it three piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, episode one grabbed my attention straight away with uh, the introduction into um into firstly the battle that they were having um you know right off the bat there are, um i can't remember what team this is is it k321 or something like that yeah, um that's that's the name of the squad and um episode one opens up with i'm not going to list all the episodes right but episode one starts off literally with them in the middle of a fight but you don't even see them until um until uh, so all right so let me explain the scene you have these anthropomorphic um that's the rodents, word I was right for. so you have mice you have they look like uh, so some of them look like mice some of them look like um gerbils some look like um um i guess rats what what have you um speaking their own language um Immediately, I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I was not expecting this because I went to this, into the series blind. I said, okay, I'm just going to put it on and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's on the list. So then seeing that, oh, right, they actually fighting against each other. And not only seeing that these um, anthropomorphic rodents were fighting, um, they were fighting against literally like huge elephants like uh, a huge elephant species for example mm-hmm. there was a frog species in there that the fighter against us that they were murking them yeah um and then uh sort of like the climax of the of the fights that's where you see um this unit k321 um um literally the yakitori soldiers and they end up wiping out this entire species but, but, but i'm sorry this entire um unit. force but, yeah. um, but they do it in such a way that you know that basically they 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 show you that their relationships aren't as uh it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of like a sibling relationship that they have going on um you know some bicker of each other um they'll get into like petty fights and that kind of thing but at the end of the day they they are units um so throughout the series just seeing the backgrounds um seeing the sort of trainer they went through and then understanding the world as a whole. So again, in season, I think it's episode one, actually, it tells you um, about how Earth became the way it is now. And and like Nana said, um, literally this trade federation was so huge, so powerful, so much more advanced than human civilization that literally they came in and sort of strong armed um, the, uh, like literally the, the politicians of Earth to do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine like I don't know. Imagine like the U.S. Um, going into I don't know, say um, 
a small a smaller country. I'm not gonna mention around uh, any countries just case people yeah. get offended. But they go to a small it's a smaller country that's not as um uh I guess technologically advanced or not as um um stable in the in their politics or, mm-hmm. or or what have you, right? Yeah. And going, by the way, we are where we are. So we are who we are. So we're going to cut you a deal. And the deal is like, well, is is this is this your take it or or take it or be destroyed kind of deal? Yeah. So that's what happened with Earth. Um and just yeah, just seeing how everyone now interacts with each other, knowing that, yeah, like there's no more like you're no more like uh like uh, top of the food chain, there's someone else who's coming to and replaced you. That kind of thing. Um, it's it's it was, it was interesting to see. Um, the animation is absolutely amazing. Um, it's not the first time we've seen this kind of animation. Um, I'd say this animation style is similar to what we see from Ultraman and um, other shows like that. Just to give an example of what it looks like, mm-hmm. um, it's hard for me to describe the actual um, style. animation style, but yeah. that's it's it's in that likeness. Um, I think the music. Uh, choice is, is 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 good as well. Um, especially when it comes to battle scenes or action scenes, um, it keeps you at the edge of your seats, um, or, or at least keeps you engaged in what's happening. Um, dialogue is really good as well. Um, all people of this K three two one squad are from different countries, and initially they refer to themselves as people from this country. So, for example, there's someone who's Chinese, so they'll say. Hey, they'll say, "Hey, Chinese, are you gonna yeah. eat your food or something like that?" Mm. Or, "Hey, American, are you gonna do this, that, and the other?" Or, "Hey, um, Brit, are you gonna do blah blah?" For example, so that's how initially they interact with each other because they were brand new to each other. Um, so it kind of shows you just how segregated Earth is now. No one's calling each other by um, their name, I guess, by 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 name or whatever the case is. Literally, where you're from. <laughs> so that so uh, that that was pretty interesting. Obviously, later on, they they know they learn each other's names and things like that. Um, all in all, a really good series about a mercenary. Sorry, no, not they're not a mercenary squad. What's one looking for? They like uh, a suicide squad in a sense. Um, I get going, going to a hot zone against all odds, and um, you know, surviving. Um, it turns out that the survival rates for their kind of squad is seventy percent. So, you, um, and they said that, or the instructor um, said that. If you come back with all your limbs intact, you're considered lucky. So, and that's just you physically, not even the mental um, and emotional traumas they go through in something like this. Um, yeah, all in all, three piece, super interesting. I highly recommend uh, people mm. watch it. It's only six episodes long, and I think each episode is about forty five minutes. Um, so, in anime speak, anime is usually last about twenty three episodes anyway. So, it's, it's equivalent of twelve episodes um so like two episodes roll into one um so definitely check it out mm. no definitely definitely um always good to see netflix putting out anime and stuff so it's always cool to see um all right so astrocon objects on netflix uh you told me about this one um now i remember reading the comments as a kid growing up so that's why i really mm. wanted to kind of see how what they did with this one um it was funny. It was good. Um, I'll give it a half chicken. But for something that's meant to be a kid's film, I thought it was quite long. I think it was like an hour and 51 minutes. That's that's a long yeah. movie. Like, it's, it's, it's very long. I had to pause it and keep coming back to it. Because like I said, this is meant to be a kid. As far as I know, this is meant to be a kid's movie. Um, yeah. It was funny seeing Zlatan Ibrahimovic in this. Um, and he just acted as Zlatan. Like... He didn't try to be anybody else. He just acted as himself. His fight scene was kind of cool and funny. Um, At times, it felt like a carry-on movie. Yes. And um, for those that are familiar with carry-on movies, that they're, you know, I want to say... They're, they are they are they are raunchy at times. So no, you, no, no, you're raunchy. I was gonna say they're racist, but uh, uh, I was trying to say they're all oh, right they're in, poli- that, in that sense. Yeah, because I mean, because even because even in this year, some of the jokes were very like oh, like very borderline from being racist, uh, and some of them were quite smart. And if you didn't catch it, you would have missed the context of the jokes. Like, like mm. obviously, it's like anti-virus, yeah. But then, like, some of the other people's names was, like, 
So like right at the end, yeah, there's a guy that did the music. He's like, oh, his name is Remix Remix Lodge or something like that. Um, yeah. There's other, little, there's other little jokes of people's names that if you're not fully paying attention, you don't hear it. You might miss the joke. Um, I I quite enjoyed it. Like one of the only things that my biggest criticism is that I felt that Asterix should have been smaller mm-hmm. because, like, I swear in um the the comments like ain't Asterix like. I don't know, five two. He's some little guy. He's he's, he's tiny. Yeah. yeah, and then this he was he basically the same. He was basically the same height as Oblix in this. Yes, he was. So that that's like my only criticism. Other than that, everyone looked pretty good, um, and, it, and and it was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what what was your rating for this? Uh, I I did one a half chicken. Half chicken. Okay, so I gave this one a quarter chicken. Okay. Um, and I am someone who loved reading the comics. I've se- I think I've seen every single animated uh, film, and I think I've also seen almost every live action film. Um, this one wasn't um, the best, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, um, like, I agree with Nana. I think Asterix was too tall. Um, I would prefer that if he was shorter for sure. Also, this Asterix didn't seem to be as smart, as intelligent as previous Asterixes. Mm-hmm. Um, Asterix is someone who can literally get himself or talk himself out of situation, um, takes everything lightheartedly. Even if he gets angry, you know that he's not going to be angry for long and that the anger comes from a place of of, of love and, of course, him being right. Mm-hmm. Um but on this one, it felt more like uh, just just a tamer version of Asterix. Yeah. I mean, Asterix, in, even in a fight, Asterix can hold his own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that when he's overwhelmed, that's that's when he uses the potion. Um, but in this one, it was like the potion was like almost like a crutch. Like he had to use it every single time, yeah. um, which is something I'm not used to seeing. Um, I did like... Um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic's character, I thought it was just hilarious. Um, and that is something that's very, very true to Asterix and Oblix. They will have um, random characters in there that are either the big, strong guy or, you know, the big, strong joke character, for example, that you only see for a little bit and then that's it. Um, but in this one, it suited, um, it suited him so well. Um, we all know that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a football player, but he also did uh, Taekwondo when he was younger. Um and seeing them play on him being a footballer was was so much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, even even his even his um, I can't remember what they call his sandals. They had studs on them. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. And and when he was running for the final battle and he pulled his hamstring, he had to yeah, he pulled his hamstring exactly. And then they brought up the um, the Roman numerals of the numbers that made yeah, me yeah. laugh. Man. That, that was that was quality. Exactly. So all that was really good. Um, but yeah, I think for this one, I don't think, I think, um, this could have been, this wasn't, this wasn't, um, the best version of the best live action film of, uh, of, uh, Asterix and Oblix. Um, I think that Asterix and Oblix at the Olympic games was something that was, that was funny. Um, if anyone saw, if anyone seen that one or even Asterix and Oblix, God save Britannia, that was also a good one. Um, yeah, so um, so those ones I I I, I put in a, in a higher in a higher um, uh, rating or rate higher than this one, um, but I also but for this I did like the fact that they traveled to um, to China because Asterix Oblix always travel to different places. Yeah. They've been to they've been to um, America. Um, they've been to um, I think they I think it was North America they they went to. They've been to um, Egypt. They've been to Rome. Um, I think that's where the Olympics were. Were were held. well. That's the setting that the Olympics were held when they went to Rome. Um, uh, they've been to they've been to quite a few places and and even um, had adventures with other Vikings. So um, this was, it was nice to see that you know they've added another um, another another location to it mm-hmm. um, and the. Um, I want to say that the names that they gave the, the the Chinese people was a bit on the nose as well. Um, you had, um, I think you had the 
princess's bodyguard her name was karate yeah. literally a play on karate right mm-hmm. um you had a character called uh is it i think it's richichi i thought that was funny um you had character oh, i'm trying to remember if, let's see um the princess had a very fairly i guess normal was it like like, say, name, say, say or something like that something like that yeah Hold on, let me pull it up. um so yeah, I mean, Asterix Oblix again. They they all have um, um, you know great play play on words and things like that. Um, I mean, there's even a character called Unhygienics. You have the you have the um, um, I, what's it called? You have the leader of the village that Asterix is from. His name is Vital Statistics, for example. So mm-hmm. um, you have Cocophonics um, as well. Um, yeah. So all all in all, in all um, it's very much. In the same vein for all Asterix and Oblix films, it's just the fact that um, this was for me. I didn't enjoy it as much, so that's why I'm giving it a, a quarter chicken. No, that's fine. Um, but uh, just just to say that I also did like the fact that it it, it sort of looked at old school Chinese um, kung fu films in a way that they fought. So I thought that was pretty that was pretty cool as well. Um, I, I I like those. I've grown up on old Chinese films, so I, I really like seeing that again. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my that's my take on it. That's my rating for yeah, it. Can't, can't sense. Um, another thing that I want to talk about, I, I can't remember. What it, I, I want to say this came mm. out um, this year, and it was in February. And uh, Del wanted me to go see, to, to, us to go see it on Valentine's Day, and mm. um, I was just like, mm, um, I don't know about going to see this. Like, and there was a lot of hype around it because everyone was like, oh. It's so good to see black love on TV. I was thinking, mm, like, this generation don't remember the wood. They don't remember love and basketball. Um, what other classic? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There, there has been movies with black love. Do you know what I mean? But I guess mm. for the newer generation, for them, this is like a new thing. Um, so, Ryan Lane is set in the South London of Peckham and Brixton. Uh, it follows an encounter between Dom and Yaz. Um, as they visit one of their friends' art gallery, and the two like spend the next day uh, getting to know each other. Um, it, it like Del didn't like it. She wasn't mm-hmm. a big fan of the um, how how how, how put it, it's like the artsy fartsy kind of style that they were going for. Um, I quite in, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite funny. Well, not quite like not quite funny. I thought it was funny in bits. Um, I think. If you've ever been in a breakup, you can kind of relate to Dom's character in terms of like some of the things that he was going through. Um, and uh, yeah, it was entertaining enough for me. I don't consider it as something that like was good enough or big enough that it like should have gone and got a cinematic release. I felt like it was like one mm-hmm. of those like straight to DVD movies, but you know, good for those that created it. Um, I give it a, a very strong free piece because um, for me, I was entertained. And um, it was literally what I think hour and twenty minutes. Like okay. it, it, it wasn't a long film. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of flew by quite quickly. Yeah, it's eighty-two minutes long, and that's probably take take away five minutes of credits and stuff. Um, so, is it a film or is it a mini documentary? It's a film. Sort? It's a film. It's a film. It's a film. Okay. Yeah, it's a film called Rylane. It's oh Rylane. Sorry. Rylane. Yeah. Sorry, Rylane. Okay. Apologies. What, what did you think I said? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, so I was talking about something. I was looking at something completely different. Oh, yeah, Ignore no, no. me. Rylan, it was a movie that came out February this year. And um, yeah, obviously, again, if you're from South London, you understand certain slang that they were saying and why certain things are funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was, it, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. It, it, was it, was good. It, it, it definitely, I think it's on Disney Plus. That's why we watched it. It's on Disney Plus. So. It's definitely worth checking out if you have, you know, if you and the other half want something to watch. And last on my list that I watched today, um, there's a mini documentary called Costco. Is it really worth it? Supposedly it came out last year, um, but it's now on Netflix. And I was watching it because obviously I used to work at a Costco. Um, mm-hmm. I actually worked at one of the Costco's that was in the documentary. And funnily enough, one of my friends who actually got me the job at Costco she was yeah. in the documentary. I was like, oh, oh shit, wow, okay. I know her. So I, I, mess- I dropped her a message. I was like, 
guess who I can see on my TV? And she's like, oh, yeah. She's the one who told me it came out last year and it's kind of like doing a Netflix rounds again. I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, I basically just said, like, explain what Costco is, how it makes its money, um, you know, discuss whether it was worth, you know, the discounts, were, or whether they were worth it or not. Um, it followed like a lady that was like that, a little bit of a Costco hoarder, um, a lovely lady who had her own business and um, how she kind of used Costco, you know, to get those like dry goods because she likes to get the discounts. Um, it was like 45 minutes, really entertaining. If you're ever interested to see like how Costco works or anything of that vein, um, for me, it was definitely worth checking out since like I used to work there. Um, bits that I didn't know, bits that I did know. Um, so yeah, it was a very cool little documentary. Uh, I'll give it a free piece. Nice, quick, short, and sweet. So that's, that's me. Nice. That's me done. Uh, is there anything that we've mentioned that you've watched this week? Um, no, not so much watched. You know, I'd say that. Um, oh, what have I been doing? What did I do last week? <laughs> um, yeah, mainly anime. Um, I saw that. Um, well. While scrolling from my manga, I noticed that um, solo leveling is still continuing. Okay. But it's um, this is when um, Song Ji Woo has as a Song Song Ji Woo. Yeah, he's basically created a new world with um, characters from the previous world, mm-hmm. um, and for some characters, he he gives the memories back to them. For others, he doesn't, um, and um, he has a son who's following his footsteps somewhat even without knowing who his who his dad really is so mm. that's interesting um i'm trying to think what else have i what else have i been up to um oh yeah i've been playing pokemon so uh <laughs> i i got pokemon um scarlet um this is the brand new pokemon game um i don't even know what generation this is now is it uh, is it is it generation eight is it generation nine is it ten i have no clue um but it is uh right now i'm really enjoying the game um it is let me just, just going to quickly Scar- find that one sorry uh, scarlet sorry, and, gener- scarlet sorry. and violet is the ninth generation ninth generation okay generation nine um yeah it's 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 a it's a very good game um like i said i'm enjoying it so far the world is completely open world which means that you no longer you're no longer restricted to um having trees block your path um you're no longer restricted to um i guess um what's for lack of a better word sort of like area levels so for example when you go to a certain area i'm sorry in in pokemon it's very much it builds up from it builds up from say level five all the way up to level 65 or whatever cases where you fight the elite four whereas in this game you can sort of go anywhere you want um there is a bit of a level lock in terms of if you find a strong pokemon you can all you can do is run away from them mm-hmm. otherwise your party will get will get uh will get absolutely wrecked um and that's and that's just a wild pokemon let alone um very strong pokemon trainers um but yes, the game is completely open world. Um, you, it's done in such a clever way as well because while Pokemon are out and about, they're just abundance. Um, even if you have, um, so they'll stay literally on the edges of, um, um, on the edges of pathways. But in saying that, they will actually walk on the path that you're that you're walking on. So you can um, randomly challenge get challenged by them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of variety in terms of Pokemon as well. You will see uh, Pokemon all the way from, I'd say, Gen Gen 1 to Gen 9. Um, and this is just Pokemon out and about in the wild. Yeah. Um, you're able to call upon your, your lead Pokemon and um, they'll fight for you whilst you're, whilst you're walking. They will um, collect items for you. Um, and yes, they. I, th- I don't know if they level up. I think they may level up whilst they're fighting as well. So it's don't, it's, it's a very happy thing to have. Can't you set them to like? Can't you set them like to auto battle and then they level up? Yes, you can. Yes, yes. I yeah. uh, speak of leveling up. Um, everyone. I mean, I think as of generation, I think it was five or six. Um, all parts, all uh, Pokemon your party level up. Yeah, I don't like um, that. It makes the game or, or too gain easy. experience at the same time. Yeah. But I think in this game, because it's so vast, it actually does help. Okay. Um, it makes it makes more sense in, in this game than previous games, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt too easy in previous games, whereas in this game, because of just again how 
expansive it is, you're always going to find someone or something that's stronger than your current Pokemon. Yeah. Um, you can overtrain your Pokemon. I mean, I'm someone who loves to over, who loves to overtrain my Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so by the time I fight the first gym leader, I'll be level twenty and they'll be level fifteen or sixteen, yeah. for example. That's just mm. that's just me. Um, um, Pokemon centers now give you advice on where to go next because the world is so expansive. Um, it, you can get lost in the world. You, you generally can get lost in the world. Um, so having Pokemon centers that tell you what's about, what's available, what to do next, that's something I'm relying heavily on. What do I do next? Um, I, I think I think it's a very good feature. Um, right next to Pokemon centers as well. So the way Pokemon Center works now is that you have uh, three stalls in this Pokemon Center, right? This Pokemon Center is out and about in the, world, in, in the world as well. So you'd have to go into a building to access the Pokemon Center. It's literally like um, a bit like a petrol station for, for, for lack of a better uh, descriptor. Um, so there'll be a kiosk for uh, healing your Pokemon and then you can find out what to do next, where to go next. There will be a kiosk for um, buying and selling things. And then there's a kiosk for online play, which I haven't touched yet. So I can't speak of the online play stuff. I'm just trying to enjoy this this game on my solo before I e even do that. Um, you get Pokemon raids. You can do Pokemon raids. Um, uh, so the way Pokemon raids work, again, I haven't, I haven't done this yet, but the way Pokemon raids work is that you will find a massive bit of glowing rock yeah and that will that will um signify uh Great. type of pokemon and um then from interacting with that um interacting by pressing the, the a button or what have you right mm -hmm. you end up um going into a lobby where you can then uh part up with loads of people and then fight this this pokemon um but again because i haven't done it i can't speak much on it yeah um I like the way the game starts as well. You don't get your Pokemon, you get your Pokemon almost immediately, but you have to go through a little bit of a tutorial before you, you can actually select your Pokemon and uh, and choose to fight. Um, it's it's done it's done nice. It's just it's just a different way of doing things. Um, I know the Alolan region um, Pokemon uh, Pokemon game was done in a similar vein as well, where it didn't follow, you know, you. As soon as you walk out, you're now uh, given a, cho a choice to get your Pokemon. There's a little bit of a journey involved in that too. Yeah. Um, did you, um, wh which Pokemon did you start off with? Um, so I start off with uh, Fue Coco, who is the fire type Pokemon. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I chose Fue Coco is because it has high defense, um, high special attack, and I think it's got. Um, a, a, a middle or maybe slightly above average uh, in, my, in my case for example slightly above average defense which means that it's going to last in fights because I don't know who I'm going up against I thought that would be the best choice um, you have other starter Pokemon there though um, I just need to find the details of the starter Pokemon because I don't know them off the top of my head um, what, I will say this though I don't like the design of the new Pokemon <laughs> oh, so I think you got Sprigato which is the yes. grass type, which is the cat-looking one. Yes. Uh, and then you've got Quaxley, which is Quaxley, the duck-looking yes. one. And then... Don't you get... This is the one where you get a legendary from the beginning, isn't it? Um, yes, yes. So right now, this legendary, you can... So you can't use it to battle just yet, mm -hmm. but you can um, ride it to a sense. So I think yeah. in Pokemon uh, Violet, you're able to, it's able to fly. Um, in this version, you're able to. You don't necessarily. You don't necessarily ride it. I haven't seen its stomach like move like a like a bike, but yeah. it mimics a bike. You sit on it. You hold its, uh, I guess, mane, um, and then it run. It runs really fast through uh, through um, the areas. So it, it's like it's like having a bike essentially, yeah. um, a, a, a free a free bike. But it's it's pretty cool. Um, it can jump as well, which means that you can actually jump onto uh, high places. Yeah. Um, yeah, in general, it's it's just it's a good game. I'm 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 really enjoying it. Um, for me, this is some this is a game that I've wanted to have for a very long time, where you can have not just an expansive map, but eventually having you know all maps in on in all games are sort of like together in one massive game or whatever yeah. ha or what have you um 
this 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 feels most like it you know i feel like i'm a proper pokemon trainer going out into the wild see random pokemon cross my path i can either avoid them or i can fight them sometimes there's no avoiding it just because you you can have so many around you at any given time Mm -hmm. um you can freely travel into caves out of caves um there's no loading screen or or loading time for all these things it's it's absolutely seamless i guess the only bit of loading screen of commerce you do get is when you're actually in certain buildings um but other than that it's it's pretty much seamless so i'm able to walk into caves explore the caves um you know the the cave specific pokemon there um you'll get ones that are you know ridiculously strong so i walked to a cave for example and i found myself surrounded by um makuhita and then i saw the evolved version of a makuhita mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a makuhita and then hariyama i think it's a hariyama so i was just interested i was, I just, I was just like you know wow that oh my gosh I, I, I can actually see the pokemon that are coming rather than um in old games where you walk along a path and then randomly attack you i think it's better that way this one this so i'm telling you this one you can't sometimes you can run you can actually choose to avoid the pokemon Mm. more often not if you're surrounded by them there's nothing you can do you're gonna have to fight one of them so you best pray that you pick the right one unless you want to be challenged i just want to be challenging uh, an evolved version of that i mean i walked into a cave right randomly walked to a cave and there was a level 30 meditite my pokemon are only level 20 <laughs> and i knew straight away to uh really? to run away otherwise this one meditite was going to destroy my team do you know what i mean yeah I um but you could flee so in the old that. games as well though so say again you could flee in the old games as well you can ah so fleeing in this game isn't as straightforward you can't simply run from uh from pokemon mm. um so in previous games, you had, I think, like uh, a, a toy that you could have used to help you, help you run away. Yeah. In the old games, you didn't need to use that toy at all. You could just run away. So that toy became absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. In this game, however, you can't always run successfully from your from uh, your opponents, especially stronger, especially stronger wild Pokemon. Um, you, I, I, it took me three attempts to run away from that Meditite, and that's without using a toy. And whilst I was trying to run away, this Meditite was powering up. So I knew it was going to one-shot my Pokemon. So that was a bit intense. Luckily, I managed to get run away before it actually hit me with, a, with an attack. Yeah. Um, but yes, run away from Pokemon battles isn't that straightforward anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, game. Like, I mean, I think, I think the game's fantastic. Um, you get... Um, like if you even get water Pokemon like Magikarp that sometimes jump out of the water and flail on land, so you can catch a Pokemon like that. You can catch a Magikarp like that. Other sensible Pokemon like um, say your uh, Goldines um, and other based other water based Pokemon, they will stay in the water. Um, you have Psyducks that can do both. They'll both swim in the water, come on land, but it's it's all really really cool. Um, I think actually I should stream. I think I should actually stream it just so that we can see just yes. how immersive this game is. Um, and this game is definitely immersive. Like I said, you you generally feel. I generally feel like a like a like a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit rewarding um, with the story as well. I know I'm talking a lot about Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm hoping I'm keeping you interested still. Um, in terms of story, you have story arcs and. Um, this, I mean, I haven't played the Pokemon um, Arceus uh, game, so I don't know how necessarily nah, I mean, that works. I, I know I, it wasn't I've completely open that game world. as well, and I've not played it. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So in this one, um, when once you once you hit the academy, um, the academy allows you to learn more about the location you're in. Um, you can take classes. Classes are just to help you with understanding the game mechanics more than anything else so you'll have a biology class that will talk about um um i mean there's only two you can attend two classes then refresh yourself but there'll be a biology class that talks about i don't know um type matchups for example Mm -hmm. there'll be um uh is it home ec class that talks about making um foods and things like sandwiches for example they can give to your pokemon for them to for them to recover um or for, for, or for, 
to help you with um, pineapple Pokemon during raids and that kind of thing. Um, you have a maths one, for example, that tells you that, you know, if you buy 10 Pokeballs, you get a Premier Ball for free, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's those classes are interesting in that way. It's just a different take on um, the Pokemon adventure. Um, in terms of real life representation of or real life location, this Pokemon game, I believe, is set in South America somewhere, okay. given the names of the pokemon but also given the names of the um um the names of the random um the random pokemon trainers that you that you meet along the way mm-hmm. they're very much uh, um hispanic names so this game is definitely set somewhere in south um in a i i'd say possibly a spanish speaking um uh, south american uh country or south american location mm-hmm. um Yes. Uh, so yeah, all in all, very very good game. Um, super immersive. I'd say it's probably the, for me, it's probably the most immersive Pokemon game I've played to date. Nice. Um, you will definitely. You, I think anyone who picks up this game will definitely enjoy it. You may be a bit overwhelmed just because of um, the sheer size of of the of the uh, map. Um, literally, it, 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 like, I mean, for again, for me, I'm someone who likes to go and do my own thing, right? So I, I explore. Different areas of the map and that kind of thing. As I'm going along to this one destination, turns out I will find stronger Pokemon. But along the way, I can also pick up random items on the floor. Um, so random items on the floor will have uh, they'll be in a Pokeball, but they'll be, they'll be shining in different colors, and that different color may represent whether it's a TM move that's on the floor, um, some sort of potion, this that, and the other. But you also get like little tiny glowing dots on the ground. Which are also which are things like berries, for example, but it could, they could also be, um, um, you know, potions and things like that as well. Um, it's just a different take on you know old game mechanics, basically. Um, but yes, um, I'm, I'm I'm totally enjoying the game. Um, I highly recommend it. I will probably stream it. Um, um, so yeah, no nano nano will definitely be on the on the streams. Just seeing how I play it. Yes, hundred um, percent. Yeah, reason why I don't like I don't like streaming games that I get lost in is purely because um because sometimes it looks like I'm being completely aimless on what in what I'm doing, but I'm not being aimless. I'm just exploring as much of, um, as much of the land as possible. So it's just part of, um, of streaming though. But it's part of the stream, exactly. It's part of the streaming. We you know we can have a chin wag along the way and this, that, and the other. Um but yeah, right now I, I would rate this Pokemon game, I think it's I'll give it a three piece, but it's close to a whole chicken, I'd say. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So highly recommend it. I think I got it for either forty or fifty pounds on um on the Nintendo store. Um but um I'm sure if I'm sure if you look anywhere else it'll be exactly the same price. I mean it's a brand new game it recently came out, so um yeah, it'll still it'll still be uh it'll still be higher retail price. Yeah. Um yeah, so if you're someone that loves the Pokemon series, I hundred percent go buy it. If it's someone who um, you know, loves Pokemon, but wants to, um, you know, doesn't want to spend so much money on it, then definitely wait for it to be on sale. Um, Nintendo rarely do sales, though. That's the thing. Say again? Nintendo rarely do sales, though. That's the they rarely, thing. They rarely do sales online, which is why I was, I was going to recommend buying it at a place like CEX or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where you, where you can get it for, say, £35. It's not paying £40 for it or, or that kind of thing. Um, so if you want to get it cheap, definitely get it, get it in store. Um, um, in you know in a, in, a, in a store near you, CX is probably the best one to get it from. Um, they'll have a slightly reduced price if it's second hand, that kind of thing. Um, so definitely do that if you do want to get it cheaper. Otherwise, you'll be, you'll be waiting years for it to go down in price. Um, so yes, I think I think I said enough about Pokemon. <laughs> nice, yeah, man. No, like again, if you can jump on the stream because I ain't streaming in a long time as well, so. We get to get us kind of get a schedule work to stream. Yeah, um, I'm hoping you know once life just settle again, things are still wouldn't say hectic, but it's not settled where I'd like it to be. So that's why mm. I've not been streaming. Um, but again, you know that kind of brings us to another like short and sweet episode. Um, next week we've got Little Mermaids, uh, so hopefully 
Uh, we'll both be able to manage to go see that. And I think then the week after that, we've got Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So hopefully, you know, we can get and have a nice little chat on that one. Um, so yeah, Martin, wait, before I do that, if you've enjoyed the show, please share with your friends. Um, leave us iTunes review. One of these days, yeah, I'm actually going to jump on iTunes and see how many reviews we got and um, <laughs> read them out. Um, I might do that on the next episode. So, and just, just and just to add with that one on Spotify, if you're someone who's listened to at least five episodes, you can now comment on our show. So you can actually leave reviews. Um, you know, um, let us know. You know what you think of of the show. Hello. So, um, any topics you'd like us to discuss? Anything you want us to go to more detail about? Um, let us know. Um, and yes, we will definitely uh, we'll definitely do that. Um, yeah, you know, so yeah. I, I need to actually go in the blurs us. Um, what do you call it, Spotify account, and see if, like, do I get notifications when someone does that? Um, because I ain't seen nothing so far. So I would assume no one's left any any messages or anything like that. Uh, maybe not yet, but, you know, if, if you don't ask, you don't get. So no, let's no, ask let's ask the audience to start commenting and leaving uh, likes and things like that. Um, you know, doing all that will help us grow. It will help us give you, con- you know, tailor content to what you want to hear. Um, and generally, yeah, even if it's just a simple hi, you know, you guys suck or you guys are doing really well, or this, that, that, just let us know. Jimmy, any feedback yeah. is good feedback as far as I'm concerned. Mm. 100%. And so that brings us to the end of the episode. So, Martin, thank you as always. Uh, say bye to the people. Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now.